it's easy to uh, find why you would want to come to a pistol class. Because a pistol is basically and conceptually a defensive administration. It's a weapon to save your life. Its purpose is to stop the fight that somebody else starts. That's something that sometimes confuses people on the other side. It's a fight-stopping device. It has much the same capacity as a seatbelt in a car. It's something you're not going to use very often, but if you need to use it, it's awfully nice to have. Welcome to the Make Ready with the Experts podcast. I'm your host, Fernando Coelho. We're here at Pantio Studios bringing you the very best from in and around the firearms industry, covering topics like guns, gear, firearms training, self-defense, and so much more. Everything from industry insights about the latest gear and training techniques to hunting, survival, and empty hands. But this isn't just about the guns, folks. This is about the stories military, law enforcement, and civilian stories of heroics protecting our country, fellow citizens, friends, and neighbors. MakeReady.tv is the official website of Pantio Productions and features over 5,000 segments from world-famous instructors. With new video titles added each month, MakeReady.tv is widely known as the Netflix of firearms training. However, we really do go beyond that. We have survival series. We have empty hands. We have edged weapons. We cover armorer skills. We've done documentaries, even medical and hunting. With your subscription, you will have access to an extensive library of videos. To be quite honest, we got a lot. Be sure to visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. This is content that just may save your life or the life of someone you love. We hope you enjoyed the first episode covering the history of Gunsight and its legendary founder, Jeff Cooper. In part two of this series, we dive into the later years of Gunsight, its sale, and progress into the modern era. We will hear from past and current instructors, students, and Jeff Cooper's wife, Janelle, giving us the complete story of its changing of the guard and its progress into the new era. In 1992, Jeff Cooper sold Gunsight to a former student. The school was renamed to Gunsight Training Academy. Jeff had high hopes for the future of Gunsight, but things didn't go well for long. Although Jeff Cooper and his wife Janelle continued to live at the Sconce, Jeff was barred from giving lectures and even being on the ranges. This period is considered by many as the dark days of Gunsight. I admit it, Jeff admitted it, we're not business people. This is Janelle Cooper, wife of Jeff Cooper. We sold to someone who wasn't the least bit interested in perpetuating Gunsight. He just loved the idea of being Mr. Gunsight and driving around in a Hummer, and uh, he let everything go to rack and ruin. And uh, fortunately, Buzz Mills came along and rescued everybody and everything. 
To distinguish between the original gun sight run by Cooper and the new gun sight, the original gun sight was called orange gun sight by graduates and the new one was called gray gun sight. There were many changes in teaching staff, but luckily gun sight continued to have solid instructors. On December 10th, 1999, the school was sold to a new owner, Buzz Mills, also a graduate of Orange Gunsight. The school was renamed to Gunsight Academy. The instruction at the school returned to that of the modern technique as taught by Jeff Cooper. Equally important, Jeff Cooper took part in the instruction of the classes at Gunsight and instructors from Orange Gunsight returned to teach at the new Gunsight. Yeah, I think that's the first time I uh, ever got a blast like that. Well, this is the first for a lot of things. And we're uh, glad to be experimenting with new uh, practices. This is the uh, first of the, uh, I say, new format. We've had a couple of classes here that uh, were under the new administration. And uh, they worked pretty well, but we didn't have the situation set up as well as we have now. It was a uh, very, very wonderful day when Buzz Mills came over to visit with Jeff Cooper and told him his intentions of buying Gunsight and explained where he came from. He was a Marine and uh, he had uh, gone, taken a class, I don't know how many classes at Gunsight he'd taken, but he had taken the 250 for sure. And he was retiring uh, and from his very lucrative business and that it would, was what, what he wanted to do is, is to uh, buy gun sight. I had been out here several times in the 90s and I had gotten to know Richard G who, who was the owner at the time and uh, and he did not um, um, prosper as well as, as one might have thought he, he should have or as you know his plans didn't come together for sure as well as he thought they would have and uh, and so he had, it, the time had come when he thought, you know, he needed to give the project up. So he called me, and uh, and uh, I was living in Florida at the time, and I had retired then. Um, I flunked retirement three times, so I came back, and uh, and we made uh, we we made a deal, and uh, and I took over Gunsight. I, in my mind, envisioned Buzz as a a knight on a white horse riding forward, yay, and uh, rescuing us and rescuing Gunsight. And uh, I, I haven't really changed my mind uh, about that. Uh, Buzz has uh, put uh, an awful lot of, uh, of thought and, uh, shall we say, blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> into maintaining Gunsight and making it uh, the very uh, important and successful enterprise that it is. Probably the best, my fondest memory was uh, the day that we settled on Gunsight, uh, September 30th, 1999. Um, 
We, we came out after, after the, we closed the deal in Prescott, we came out to the sconce and brought a great big magnum of champagne and, and uh, we, tried to, we tried to finish that. One of the most influential people in the firearms industry, Owen Buzz Mills, is both the owner of Gunsight Academy and a National Rifle Association board member. Aside from his roles, Buzz pilots his own jet and recently started a new career as an EMT all despite being in his 70s. Oh, and he ran for governor of Arizona. I'm Buzz Mills. I'm running for governor because it's time for a new day. Come join me in getting Arizona back to work. Orange Gunsight was, refers to the period uh, from 76 to 91 that Jeff owned Gunsight and the logo had, uh, had orange in it. The letters Gunsight were orange under uh, the Black Raven. Um, and, the, and then during the 90s, the logo was changed to just a static bird, if you would. Uh, we've seen that everywhere. Um, it was just a static bird, and um, that was imported on uh, gray polo shirts. And so the instructor cadre, um, when they came to work, they wore the gray polo shirt. And so that got to be known as gray gunsight. And, um, uh, I, I don't know what the, the distinguish is other than uh, the, uh, the people from Gunsight that attended Gunsight uh, during Jeff's tenure are, are very proud to say that they, uh, they attended Orange Gunsight. But um, I think the people that have attended in this century um, have gotten an equally good experience. It is the legacy of Jeff Cooper and a commitment to his teachings that drives Buzz today. However, it is not to say that Gunsight has not evolved with the times. Most notably, upgrades to the facility to better accommodate students. It's a, it's a labor of love because what, what Gunsight does, nobody else does, nobody else can do. And, and it's, it's important to me that we keep, keep teaching um, people how to fight. We keep teach people personal responsibility, and um, and um, it's it's Americana. Gunsight is Americana, and it just had to go on. I was afraid that it wouldn't go on, and so um, I was able to put together the people and the capital to rebuild it and bring it bring it up to better than it ever has been. We took a blank sheet of paper. And we laid out the ranges uh, the way that, w that would fit the best and, and service uh, the most utility for the available size of the land. And so we took some ranges down, we rebuilt other ranges, we added ranges, we moved ranges. Because at the time, when I, when I got here in 99, we had conflicting ranges. If, if, you had a, if you had a rifle class, you couldn't have a shotgun class. If you had, uh, if you had a, a or class with a carving class, you couldn't have a shotgun class and you couldn't have a rifle class. The impacts from uh, uh, ranges that were constructed interfered with, uh, with one another. So we straightened those out. And then I had an engineer come in. I told you about the road washing out when I was here with our little, little bit of a monsoon. I had an engineer come in and we, and we redesigned the roads and the drainage systems. So we built, uh, we built all the roads you know, New, we built all the, all the drainage systems first, of course, and then um, 
access to the ranges. And then we put, uh, put a uh, bathroom on, on or between, within walking distance of, of each uh, range so that uh, you, we weren't watering the shrubbery on, on both sides. And the girls really liked that a lot better than they did back in the 80s, you know. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was a lot more uh, user-friendly. I'll tell you, I came from the customer service industry business for years and years, for 25, 30 years. And so when I got here, customer service is the next thing. You know, people will patronize you if you take, if you take good care of them, if they get good service. And so that's what I concentrated on, was how to make this more customer friendly, um, because we had, a, we had an awfully big investment that we had to pay off, and it was gonna take a lot of people over a long period of time to do that. So, you know, then we, we, when we got that all done, then we paved everything. We built this classroom here, um, which is three times the size of the previous classroom. The new pro shop that's, that's uh, five times, six, seven times as big as the one prior to that. So uh, we, uh, we did just things like that so that when people got here, we could accommodate them a whole lot better. Buzz dedicated his ownership to the idea of continuing to teach the principles that Jeff Cooper established. In fact, Cooper taught classes under Mill's ownership until his health would no longer allow it. We maintain, we maintain the same programs, the same doctrine that, that Cooper had always had, and, and uh, the same instructors, and, and we kept the same instructor development program that Jeff had. Um, we still use that program today that he developed, you know, 35, 40 years ago um, in our instructor development cadre. We don't, have a, we don't have a lot of instructors. Um, we don't need a lot of instructors. We, just about all of our guys work sometime every year. Um, and so we keep, that way we keep current, everybody keeps current. Um, if something new comes out, uh, somebody sees something new on a TV show, we don't incorporate that immediately into our training doctrine. We've got, we've got a, uh, a committee that reviews doctrine, reviews uh, the, th the threat landscape, what's going on out in the world. You know, we've got an active shooter program now. We didn't have that uh, 10 years ago. That was not a situation that you hear in the news. So we've developed a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of the technique and, and the, uh, along with our core doctrine to manage those threats. When, when I, I first took a, took a class, um, the doctrine, the instructors, I, my first instructor is still teaching here today, and that's been 30 years. So, um, but the, the doctrine is the same, the instructors are the same, the methods are the same. All of the meat, you would say, is the same. What's, what's, a, what's a little bit different is, um, is, is getting here, getting into, getting into the class, uh, finding your way around, options on what's available to you in the pro shop. I came here and had to put my name on a list to get a gun sight shirt um, back in, I think, 91 or 92, something like that. And, uh, and then when one came in about three months later, they mailed it to me. Uh, but so now, you know, that was one of the big things when I came here, I said, by God, if somebody wants a shirt, we're gonna have a shirt their size. And we do. So. Um, you know, that's, it, it's just the, um, the customer interface is, is, is better. Um, the material's the same. 
the firearms are the same. You know, I took Jeff for a ride one time after we'd spent all this money and, and we had the new drainage in and we had the new ranges in and um, the new pavement in and I took him for a ride in the pickup and so And I got him, he got, got him back over to the sconce and uh, I said, well, what do you think? He said, all that's not gonna make them shoot any better. And so, uh, and, and, and he's right about that. You know, he's right about that. The core doctrine, it, it didn't do anything for that. And, uh, but we don't wanna, we don't, don't wanna uh, just willy nilly charge in and start changing a bunch of stuff about the doctrine. Because what we've done, what Jeff did still works today. Streaming video subscribers of MakeReady.tv will now get exclusive access to the video versions of our podcasts. In addition, subscribers will have access to our episodes before they air on iTunes or any other free platform. Be sure to visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe today to stream our exclusive content to any device, anywhere, anytime. like to give a shout out to one of our key sponsors, Walther Arms. We've had the pleasure of working with the folks at Walther on numerous projects. They've been a supporter of ours and we love what they make. Heck, we've even been out to their factory in Elm, Germany and had a chance to look you know, behind the curtain and see what they have in the works and gotta admit, pretty impressed. So, thanks to the folks at Walther, we have a discount code for you. Looking for some clothing? Save 20% off. Use the code MAKEREADY during checkout. Jeff Cooper was a visionary, and today Gunsight stands as a testament to his philosophy on firearms training. Gunsight is truly America's premier firearms training center. And of course, a very, very uh, clever, uh, intelligent thing he did was to take on Sheriff Ken Campbell to be the uh, chief operations officer. That, that we, but as far as I'm concerned, things, things went up from there for sure. Gunsight's been known for its instructors. We've got about 10 full-time staff members. This is Ken Campbell, CEO of Gunsight. Now that's myself. Our, our marketing director, the training director, our, our great maintenance staff, uh, our, our pro shop, um, and so on. So we've got about 10 full-time folks there, but then we have between about 50 and 60 adjunct faculty. Again, the law enforcement, military, physicians, hunters that are uh, either retired or active duty, um, they make up the core of our staff and, and they have all these years. And these folks come in two weeks a year, six weeks a year, depending on their, their leave time, their vacation time, or if they're retired, uh, how much of their family time that they're, they're willing to, to give back to us, to, to give back to, to our client base. So we've got about 10 full-time folks, 11 actually, and we've got about between 50 and 60 of our adjunct faculty. The thing that makes Gunsight special is the instructor cadre. It is, uh... It's not just one of them or two of them or five of them or 12 of them, it's all of them. It's the group because uh, these guys can step in one right behind the other one and pick up a class and run with it. You, if you come here, if you come to Gunsight and you take 
the 250, the basic entry level class. You take that class and then you, you want to come back in three months or a year and take the next level class, you can fall right into that because our, our core doctrine goes, has limits and, and it's structured such that when you'll do in every class, whether you took it this year or last year, you'll do the same thing on the same day of the week. On Wednesdays we do this, on Thursdays we do this, on Friday we do this. And so if you come in to step up to the next level, that instructor knows what you had the last day you were in class here. He knows what your training is. He knows what your background is. So there's no, there's no lapse. There's no break. There's no catch up and there's no left behind. Um, that's how they good these guys are. And they do this through three levels of pistol training, three levels of carbine training, two levels of shotgun training, and then the automatic weapons uh, that, we, that we deal with, they, they, uh, they know what that is. So it's, uh, it, it's structured and it's structured to the point that uh, everybody knows where, the, where you left off. The expertise of Gunsight and its world-famous curriculum isn't just helpful to civilians. American law enforcement and military agencies often utilize Gunsight as part of their training regimen. Gunsight's known for its client base and the great people we have. I mean, we're fortunate to have military, special units of the military, uh, the, the SEALs, the special boat, uh, force recon, and so on. We have the different alphabet agencies that come in. Uh, we, we offer foreign weapons packages for some of those folks that work for some of those agencies that are going places. Um, law enforcement, again, I was law enforcement, but our bread and butter, our, our everyday clients are you. It, it's the little old lady who's a door greeter at Walmart. It's your friends that live down the street that are now recognizing the world is not the place it once was or what they believed it to be, and they need to get good training so, so they can learn how to take care of themselves and their families. It's like Colonel Cooper said, just because you own a piano does not make you a musician. And fortunately, a lot more and more people are recognizing, I want this to protect myself, but I need to learn. So. The clients we have here are great people. They are eager to learn. And when you get that message back from that citizen, that earth person that says this works, or you get that, that email from that Navy chief that says, that, that's deployed, that says, you guys saved my life. You don't know what that does for our staff, the great instructors, to know that what we have done is, is, uh, is so worthwhile. While Gunsight is slow to make any changes to its doctrine, the staff and instructors make up a diverse cross-section of experts who have and will make necessary updates to its training procedures. Here is Corey Trapp, current instructor at Gunsight. It's been an evolution in the training material, of course. Uh, every time we, we turn around, we're looking to improve things. So there have been a certain number of changes to what might be called doctrine. Um, certainly the facilities improvements are phenomenal. We've gone from a mere couple of hundred acres to nearly 3,000. Uh, firing ranges from arm's length to over 2,000 meters. Uh, the ability now to do things in the classroom with electronic media 
For example, uh, I have cameras, long-range cameras. We have cameras in the shoot houses. We just have so much more than we did back then that it makes it considerably easier for us to do a lot of the training. It's easy to uh, find why you would want to come to a pistol class. Because a pistol is basically and conceptually a defensive administration. It's a weapon to save your life. Its purpose is to stop a fight that somebody else starts. That's something that sometimes confuses people on the other side. It's a fight-stopping device. It has much the same capacity as a seatbelt in a car. It's something you're not going to use very often, but if you need to use it, it's awfully nice to have. Of the notable Gunsight graduates, Pantio instructor Dave Spaulding is a teacher who often returns to Gunsight for a class to further hone his skills. To this day, I still like going to Gunsight. Uh, I'm a graduate of their courses now, many years later. And uh, every time I go out there, I'm always impressed with the staff. I'm always impressed with the facility. I'm always impressed with how friendly they teach me or treat me. There's never any arrogance. They're always willing to help. They're always willing to listen to other points of view. You know, I think the misconception a lot of people have is that the staff out there is fully regimented in the modern technique of the pistol and they hear nothing else. And that's, that's the furthest from the truth. They have open conversations about things. They tell you why they like what they do and they give you very coherent arguments for that. But they're very open-minded uh, points of view, have lots of conversations. In the last five years that I've had my training company, I've had a number of gunsight instructors in my classes. And they're very always open-minded. When they take my classes, they, they try to do it my way, even though it may not be the modern technique of the pistol. The same way that when I go out there, I try to do it their way. Why wouldn't you? You know, you're gonna go out to Gunsight and take a class. Why would you not try their method? You know, that you don't know what you don't know. And so you till, until you try it, you really don't know if it's gonna work for you or not. So, um, Going out to Prescott, you know, hanging out in that really neat town and going out to Gunsight and taking training and seeing that facility, it just, it's just like no other place. Consequently, when we ask you why you want to come here, why you want to take a pistol class, we don't have much trouble uh, uh, answering, having you answer that question. You want to be able to stay alive if, if it comes to you. And of course it may. Everybody that teaches combative pistol craft teaches some form of Jeff Cooper's format. Uh, and I, I know I'm totally different than Gunsight. No, you're not. If you teach grip, stance, trigger control, and, and, and you teach a ready position, and you present from the holster, and you teach reloads, and you teach malfunctions, you teach that format, you're teaching Jeff Cooper's original defensive pistol course because that's his format. And it's such a good format that everybody's copied it. Whether they're teaching a weaver stance, they're teaching an isosceles stance, they load out here, they load in here, they clear a malfunction like this or like this. It's still Colonel Cooper's format. It was that good, it was that ahead of its time. And for no other reason, I think if you're a serious student of combative pistol craft, you should go to Gunsight because in a nutshell, that's where it all started. We do not claim that we can make you into masters. Only you can do that. But we do have 
a masterful series of teachers, uh, people who not only uh, can do what we expect them to do with the, with the weapon, but have uh, vast experience in teaching and actually in many cases in, in uh, combat. I'm Fernando Coelho, president of MakeReady.tv and Pantio Productions. You may know us from our videos, our firearms training, our survival series, and our documentaries. But now you will get the Make Ready experience in podcast form. We all know the movie Black Hawk Down, a film retelling the story of the soldiers who fought against all odds in Somalia in 1993. We are excited to be the only podcast having the true story from a man who lived through the battle. We will be releasing a multi-episode series based on an interview with Paul Howe, a U.S. Army Delta soldier who fought for his life. Today I want to talk with you about our nation's military involvement in Somalia. Dead American soldiers being dragged through the streets of Mogadishu near where the fighting was concentrated last night and early into this morning. Those kids could have been moved five feet to a doorway, had good cover, laid down just effective fire. Instead, he put them in a straight and undefensible position. Um, and what happens at that point, they stayed there because they're good soldiers and they got hit. I attribute that to uh, lack of leadership. It was a race at that point because you have all the Somalis, the SNA, the militia, racing to get to the helicopter, and you had us racing to get to the helicopter. I'm gonna go through my rifle, go through my shotgun, go through my pistol, you know, knife if I have to, grenades, pick up an enemy weapon, stay in the fight. Those who attack our soldiers must know they will pay a very heavy price. No, they can come from here, they can come from there. I thought we were gonna get overrun. I actually got into a point where I just kind of looking and saying, okay, this is it, let's draw this line in the sand. Anybody crosses that line, they die. It's amazing to listen to all these instructors, people that have been in and around this famed institution for so many years. It makes you wonder, what would the landscape of firearms training be without Jeff Cooper and Gunsight? Well, Gunsight was literally the first commercial entity to do firearms training uh, on a large scale. Uh, without Jeff's influence on creating uh, such a training program, somebody else would have had to come up with it. And I don't know who would have. I don't know who I would have pointed to as a person to come up with the entire training concept. Of course, a lot of that credit belongs to an unsung individual named John Plon, who met Jeff early on in the days of Big Bear and was a great influence on Jeff even creating the school. Um, John actually came up with the five and a half day um, curriculum set up along with Jeff. The two of them formulated the plan. Um, without Gunsight, I don't know that you'd see the commercial schools that you see today. Uh, somebody else would have had to come up with the idea. Interestingly, the difference between Gunsight and many of the other shooting schools is it seems like you attend other schools because there's a particular individual that you want to learn from. 
you want to hear what this instructor's got to say or that instructor's got to say or and in the case of some of these fan types they, they want to just like bask in their aura that's not the case at Gunsight. At Gunsight, it really doesn't matter who the instructor is. They're all excellent. You go out to Gunsight for the doctrine, for the Jeff Cooper doctrine. And of course, it's been tweaked over the years and they've come up with new methods. But you go out there for that original thought process. You go out there for that facility. You go out there for the history of Gunsight. And I don't know of any other training institution, at least in the area of firearms, that's like that. It's a philosophy of ours, teaching this matter for several generations, that you are outgunned only if you miss. <laughs> I think, uh, I think in, in today's environment, I think that uh, we're going to continue to grow and uh, we're going to continue to influ influence increasing numbers of Americans in their lives uh, because this is a, an experience that... Uh, that you can't say no to. This is an experience you never forget. This is an experience that changes your life. You will never live your life the same way after coming to Gunsight for any class. It will change your life. It'll change the way you look at the world. Uh, you'll be more alert. You'll be more nimble. You'll be more aware. And, uh, and when, you, when you can identify a crisis developing before it becomes one, and, and that provides you the option of either defuse it or leave. And these, so either way, depending on your situation, uh, is the right way to, to handle it. And for that reason, and the increasing numbers of people that we have uh, will be out spreading the word, word of mouth. And, and for those reasons, uh, Gunsight will continue to prosper for as long as we have America. The greatest influence Jeff Cooper had on, on me is um, in, in, in helping me be a better instructor. Um, in going back and teaching mindset um, and going back and teaching people to be better marksmen. But the mindset part is the most crucial. I can remember coming in as, I, I was with the sheriff's office 35 years, worked my way up through the ranks to being the sheriff. But I was operations captain and I can remember coming in on day shift about 8 a.m., a night shift had stayed over from 6 a.m. They could have gone home, but they stayed over, and they're like, oh, boss, this happened last night, and we could have shot this guy, but we didn't have to because we did everything right. Well, that's a huge win. So when you can have influence on people that even though ability, opportunity, jeopardy, all those threats were there where they could have pressed the trigger, they knew because of their mindset, their training abilities, they didn't have to and they handled it differently. Their, several lives were impacted positively there. Certainly mine, but that was a result of the mindset training that I got at Gunsight from Jeff Cooper, from the master himself. Jeff Cooper retired from instruction at the end of 2003, but continued to live at the Scots with his wife, Janelle. Jeff Cooper passed away on September 25, 2006, and was buried in a tomb on the Gunsight property. Students to this day still visit Jeff Cooper's burial site to leave mementos. I do not think even Jeff, who was a dreamer and a a uh, creator of uh, 
wonderful ideas and who knew how to make them happen uh, would ever have imagined uh, Gunsight at this point being so uh, necessary. That's a, it's kind of sad a commentary on our state of our nation that uh, Gunsight is so necessary. But more and more people are concerned about being keeping themselves uh, safe uh, just in walking down the street uh, and uh, definitely uh, fearful of uh, home invasions and so on, that they would need extra training and that they would uh, carry a lethal weapon and, and have to learn how to use it. Uh, it. It's a sad commentary, but there it is. And uh, certainly uh, uh, Gunsight is uh, much, much larger, busier, and more important than I think uh, even Jeff might have imagined. Janelle Cooper passed away peacefully in July of 2019 at 99 years of age. Janelle was very much the driving force for Jeff throughout his life. Being able to have her interview for this podcast provided incredible insight into the story. School shootings, terrorist attacks, and then of course your garden variety crimes like home invasions, armed robbery. There's a lot of reasons to get proficient in the use of a firearm. But it's the mindset that remains the underlying benefit of a classic gun sight. Here is Robbie Barkman, the first gun sight instructor Jeff Cooper hired. Today's teachings are all based on actual shootings, what they've done. And Jeff was a big, big, big proponent of this. Every time a student would be involved in a shooting, Jeff would call him and talk to him about it and say, so what happened? How did it go down? How did you respond? What did you feel? What did you think? We know all of these things today. We have a huge database of actual empirical information that has come from real shootings, not somebody's supposition. We have experience, we have life experience or death experience in some cases. We've learned a lot from that. And if it wasn't for Gunsight and Jeff's vision and foresight and his total dedication to this, I don't think we'd have come very far at all. I really, really don't. I think Jeff was a huge metamorphosis to the whole industry. Actually, if you think of all the schools in the early days, all the way from California back to Missouri, they were all people that had worked either for Jeff or under Jeff or been students of Jeff. And to this very day, although some of the young guys don't know who Jeff Cooper was, they totally owe their survival and their existence to the teachings of Jeff Cooper. You know, everybody tries to change the system and put their name on it, but the egg is the egg. You can call it anything you like. Gunsight was the egg, and there's no way you can change that as much as they try. Gunsight and Jeff Cooper has had such an impact on, on firearms training throughout the world. Um, he was one of the first to be able to take his knowledge of, of education and teaching and his knowledge of shooting and meld them together into a lesson plan. And uh, Gunsight started out as a laboratory 
uh, for uh, pistol work at the American Pistol Institute so he could study that and apply these principles and theories and, and see how well it did work. And these theories and principles, these theories have turned into principles. And they are taught worldwide, whether it is whether it is the four safety rules, whether it is uh, different derivations or our presentation of the pistol, uh, how we how we work the trigger, look at the sights, and so on. That has will will has had and will have impact on shooters for several generations. Whether you're a cowboy action shooter shooting that uh, single action army, or whether it's on in the future and you're Han Solo with his blaster, the principles of, of gun handling, marksmanship, and mindset are going to be there. And uh, it, it's, it's stunning what that impact has been and will continue to be. Over the decades, uh, I and associates of mine have evolved ways of teaching people to use sidearms very efficiently. But the question is uh, whether that matters or not. When you have a case where you have an easy target at close range, uh, what good is marksmanship? Do you need it? Does it matter? An example, not too long ago in uh, West Los Angeles, a young couple were beset by a goblin on the second deck of their apartment who pushed them in through their open door and proceeded uh, about his business of assault and robbery and so on. And to start with, he uh, ordered the young man to lie down on the floor and put his hands behind him so he could tie them. Well, he more or less disregarded the girl and then he had to do something with the gun, you know. You can't tie a man's hands with a gun in your hand. So he put the pistol in his belt and while he knelt behind this young man to tie his hands with something in mind in the future, I suppose, this girl just lifted the gun out of his belt and killed him with it. <laughs> now, when the muzzle is touching the target, uh, marksmanship is really not all that critical. <laughs> gun sight special to me uh, in, in it for a couple of reasons. One is our clients. We've got the best people in the world. Um, I like to say that uh, you may go to your family reunion and there may be some of those folks there that you just don't just don't want to really interact with in there. Well, this is the Gunsight family and I can count on one hand and not use very many digits the people that I don't want to interact with here, the clients that I've met. They want to be here, they're of like mindset uh, and they, they want to learn the best way to protect themselves, their families, their loved ones, their constituents, their their jurisdiction, um, and, and that's that, that's an impressive thing. So that that's very special. Our client base. The other thing that's very special here is our instructors. Um, with all due respect to the late Colonel Cooper and Mrs. Cooper, his widow, uh, who founded us, and Buzz and Sonia Mills, our current owners, that keep us going. With all due respect to them. Gunsight's been here 40 years because of the instructor cadre. We've got the best in the business. They are subject matter experts in their area. They're, they're real world people. They're law enforcement, they're military, or they're subject matter experts. For instance, our physicians or our safari hunters. They're subject matter experts that are out there interacting every day. Um, so they get that real world report so that we can stay current on, on how to 
best help you stay alive. So Gunsight was founded by Colonel Cooper and got us going, but even then he surrounded himself with great instructors. Class number one, Bruce Nelson was one of his instructors. Well, Bruce Nelson's a legend in the, certainly in the holster business, but also he was, he was a very good policeman and uh, carried on in, in, in a fighting mindset as well. So right from the very beginning, Colonel Cooper, as Ronald Reagan, I believe, said, surrounded himself with good people that he trusted and he empowered them to act. He was the guiding force uh, behind the modern technique. But then as we have moved forward, the modern technique has evolved, but not in the gun of the month club or the technique of the week, uh, certainly not there. We only taught, we only teach what works, what we know works based on the after action reports we are getting from the sandbox to Detroit to Miami to Lebanon, Indiana. We get these reports back and that's what we do. So we have been here these 40 years and it's special because of the, the great clients we have and the tremendous instructors that we have had and will continue to have. It's not, I repeat, very hard. There are only a couple of small principles you have to remember when somebody's trying to kill you and that is concentrate on the use of your firearm. Just two things. Those of you who have been to school uh, realize those two things are your front sight and your trigger control. That's all. You can't think about anything else. You have to be sure that you're not letting anything distract you. Now, you say, well, the man's trying to shoot me. That distracts me. I say, blank it out. Don't let that happen. Now, I don't speak from theory. I have now well over 50 cases of students of mine who, after having been trained, have, as we say, met the elephant. And not one of those people has told me after that, after a successful outcome, that he did so because he was a particularly good shot. He said, I won that fight because I was thinking the way you taught me to think. And that is the answer. We hope you enjoyed this series on Gunsight. For the exclusive video from this podcast, visit MakeReady.tv and subscribe to watch this and all our video podcasts.